Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Think about Michigan State, 10th in the country, seven game win streak. Really, Gabe Brown has been the catalyst for the Spartans. Well, I love that Gabe Brown is a guy who, who has stuck around his four years, played a role, and now in his senior season, it's time for him to play his best basketball, and he's doing just that. Walker with a quick pull. In and out, but following it up, Max Christie. That was big, and it's got the Spartan faithful on their feet. Now to Christie, wide open for a three, top of the circle. He got it. Now Hogard behind the back, dangerous. But somehow we made it all work. Well, that handle, impressive. A.J. Hogard coming off the long miss. Now, Michigan State is just giving the ball away, putting their defense at such a disadvantage. You have got to take care of the basketball. And Nebraska got a one-point lead now, 21 to 20. 10-15 to go in the first half. Brown stops, pops from the elbow. That's his first two. Verge off balance. No. Hauser came flying through and deflected it to Brown. Brown fakes the pass, nails the three. Down the lane he goes, ball knocked away. Here comes Brown on the run behind the back dribble. Slam dunk! Wow, nice play again by Gabe Brown. But it all started with Tyson Walker forcing that steal. The energy level in this building at the Breslin Center's picked up here in the last couple of minutes. Back inside, Marble. Well, they are moving that basketball. And it all ends in a Walker triple. Christy. Oh, he is wide open for three, and he got it! The third three-pointer to go down this half by the Spartans. They kind of in that spot where Michigan State trying to get this to double digits, and they will with authority. Finding Hall, he'll take it wide open, yes! Michigan State stays atop of the Big Ten standings with a 4-0 mark. The final from East Lansing, Michigan State 79, Nebraska 67. Good evening. Welcome to Inside the Locker Room. I'm your host, Jason Strayhorn, with my co-host over there, Brian Masalam. Busy on his phone, checking out updates, getting by-the-minute updates on what's going on from all of his sources, league sources, NCAA resources, all kinds of things. How you doing, Brian? Fantastic. But why have you taken over starting the show? I mean, because you're not paying attention. I'm paying so, attention. No, I don't, no. I mean, I'm, I am rewind paying. the tape. You are not paying attention. So I, I am paying. I just take the liberty to do what I got to do. So let's roll. Brian. It's called, it's called leadership. It's absolutely called leadership. That's exactly right. No Captain, my it. captain. 
No question about it. Last big win, MSU basketball beats Nebraska. Oh, aren't they playing now? No, no, that was last week. No, 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 no. Michigan State basketball playing right now. No, Wednesday, Minnesota. Okay, we're coming up. No, no, we're we're because tomorrow we had a, we had a COVID cancellation that we'll get into later. Uh, we beat Nebraska. Our last game was beat Nebraska. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're, That's uh, I'm yeah. still itching for that one. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't, I'm smarting from that, quite frankly. It's, you are. Yeah, yeah. Just get well soon. Feelings were hurt. Let's go. You know, but but. Uh, we 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 went into we, we Nebraska came into East Lansing. We took care of business, took care of business as we're supposed to. Do we have any highlights of that game? Look, we got, I think we got the MSU uh, Twitter video. So we uh, they came to the Breslin last week, and uh, we you know had a rough start at the beginning, but uh, able to pull away. You're starting to see this team gel. You're starting to see. Uh, Play some defense, rebound. Tyson Walker beginning to get control of the um, the offense. Uh, Joey Hauser getting his confidence back, and uh, we were able to. Uh, they came into the Breslin, which, as Peach James said, is a sneaky good Nebraska team. A lot better than their record indicated at the time. They were six and nine, and uh, we played them. Played them. You know, they, they, Nebraska always plays us tough. And, uh, Why is that? They do. They play us tough. They were always well coached, but uh, we were able to pull away at the end, get the W at the Breslin, and now we're heading. Uh, we're ten and, I believe two. Ten and two, uh, with Minnesota on the horizon, and uh, we're a little bit excited about that. We got everybody. You got Joey Hauser playing. You got Gabe, Gabe Watson, Gabe Watson, Gabe Brown, Gabe Brown playing. Uh, Playing lights out. You have uh, um, Tyson Walker, like we said earlier, learning the offense. You have, uh, you know, a lot of uh, pieces coming together earlier than expected, quite frankly. When you look at the Big Ten as a whole, uh, I would say right now Michigan State is, and listen, winning breeds confidence. When you win, it breeds confidence. And if you you see a coach is, is presser, nothing's ever good enough and nothing ever was perfect or nothing ever that he's quite frankly happy about, which is why he's got, which is why he's got eight banners hanging in the rafters is because, uh, you know, he's, he's never satisfied. And that, that maniacal nature of coach Izzo and the way that he handles and the way that he handles those pressers and, and each game is something to behold, huh, Jason? I mean, what about Max Christie, man? Big Ten Freshman of the Year. This is like his 19th time being Big Ten, Ten Freshman of the Week. I'm seventh, sorry. Seventh, seventh. You know, but but that, that kid Second. right there. 17th. Anyway, like, this guy is a dynamic player, and this is the guy we talked about on our show before. He, he has uh, the pedigree. His mother played at Northwestern. She was a big-time women's basketball player at Northwestern, and He's just continuing on. I mean, he's just a phenomenal addition to the Michigan State basketball program, as, along with Gabe Watson slash Brown, as you call him affectionately, um, and Joey House. Out of Southfield High School. Out of yep. South, these guys are, are doing what they need to do. Arizona Cardinals. Doing exactly what they need to do uh, to, to gel. I mean, this is a process, and we all know that Izzo has a process, very similar to what, 
You know, the old ball coach down in Tuscaloosa does. They're they're very close, by the way, if you guys didn't know that. And I, they I, are very close. They are know. very, very close. Uh, it, but that process leads into uh, what what's called, what's that, March Madness, January, February is on Madness, March Madness, which is coming up in a heartbeat. You know what's funny? I was reading a tweet from a um... – uh, Matt Sheehan, NAL podcast, who said, you know, what's, how do you feel during MSU basketball and football games? And he had actually a very good point. He said uh, that every Saturday, the way that I, that I feel during a game is, uh, is the way I feel during March for basketball. Uh, so it is there is a there's a difference right I mean because the the tournament has become really uh, the focus of the season win lose or draw Um, and that every Saturday is you're hanging on the limb of every play which is very similar to March Madness which was which I thought was a great analogy so Matt uh, hats off to you absolutely totally agree with you so now we head into tomorrow at the Breslin, right? Tomorrow. Minnesota comes back in, 10-3, and three, off of a December 8th loss to Michigan State University. Uh, we walked into uh, the barn, right? It's called the barn. Walked into the barn. That high on, court. On December 8th. Sitting high on that sideline, the court's at your eye level. There is no, no sport in all of... All of athletics that where home court matters more than college basketball, where they sit on top of you. And uh, walking into the barn and winning that game on December 8th really was a huge confidence boost. And when you look back at the stats, you look back at the game, now that Minnesota's coming back in, and you talk about the keys to the game tomorrow, um, which are something that are very crucial. And a lot of you that uh, that believe that, we're all football guys and don't understand basketball. We do. We do absolutely understand. I mean, in Minnesota, <laughs> Michigan State shot 47, over 47% three-point range. Um, I think some of the keys tomorrow are you have to contain. Number one, you got to decrease the turnovers. I mean, if we're able to, to decrease turnovers and to manage the ball going forward, I think is going to be crucial for us. Um, you know, as our guards get acclimated, but but the silly turnovers drives Coach Izzo crazy. I mean, I you're going to have to do something with these three prolific scores from Minnesota. You're talking about that Jamison Battle, who leads the team. He's got 18. He's averaging 18.2 points a game. That's a phenomenal player. Then you have Peyton Willis and then E.J. Stevenson, a guy who also is in the double digits at 10.8. Peyton Willis is 12th in the Big Ten, second on the roster at Minnesota for 15.9 points per game. And they got some guys who can definitely fill up the hoop. And Michigan State's got their work cut out for them. And I think that, you know, players like Bingham, you see him right there, you know, with his length and presence, his ability. Boy, he's really stepped up this year. He is stepping up. We really like what he's doing in the game. But he's he's really matured and grown, and he's become kind of – you really that force inside that's been able to put some put some points in and be able to be, you know, kind of that uh, around that cylinder, be able to to protect the cylinder without and, question. Yeah, and he's put some meat on too. How much weight you think he's gained? 
Oh, man. He, he's, since he got to East Lansing? No, no, that's, that's like uh, 89 pounds. <laughs> I'm talking about la- the last year. The last year, probably a good 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, because, good. you know, he's, he's, got, he's got a long way to go with that thing. He's seven feet, 6'11.9. I mean, he's you, a big boy. You look at Gabe Brown. Gabe Brown is really, you know, he's, he's become this really explosive, you know, alpha leader. And and this is these are the kind of teams that uh, these are the kind of teams that excel under Coach Izzo. When when you have the older guys begin to step up and take charge, right? I mean, Coach always talks about the, his best teams are the player led teams, and you have to give uh, you know you, you're talking Gabe Brown, who's beginning to lead this team, who is leading this team, and what they're doing. Are they better than we thought right now, Jason? Yes or no? I absolutely. Mean, take your hat off. Take your Spartan hat off. It, absolutely. Like the whole country is looking at Michigan State right now, basketball wise, and saying, "We we didn't know this was going to happen because there, there was a lot of unknowns with this team. You had Gabe Brown. You had you know a lot Gabe of Gabe Watson or Gabe Brown. It's Brown. Okay. Just so you know, what can Brown do for you? He could do a lot when he's wearing green and white. So. Gabe Brown, Mark Bingham Jr. Well, these guys are, are doing a phenomenal job uh, of picking up the site, but it's it's the freshmen, like I said, Max Christie, like th- these guys, Walker, the transfer, two transfers named Walker wearing the green and white, doing a phenomenal job. And one's going on to the NFL, the other one is uh, getting ready to make his name and his presence felt in the March Madness. Herschel. No, not Herschel Walker. Baby. Which Walker? Tyson. Come Who's on going now. to the NFL though? That would be K nine. Oh, oh, the Kenneth dope Walker, Walker. The dope Walker. Walter Camp winner. There he is. I got it. Got it. Heisman snubbed Walker. That guy. Heisman snub. As... Right, forever Heisman snubbed, and we ain't gonna forget that. <laughs> hey, Chief Propaganda, you like my? Uh... Pullover, I saw your tweet right here. Got a nice shirt for you, a nice pullover for you. Beautiful. And, uh, it, it, that is a small, by the way. You called our competitor down the road. It's a, baggy. Uh, what'd you call me? Uh, a Kyle Vandenbosch clone? Is that what you call it? Kyle Vandenbosch? <laughs> it's good. Aiden, you, Aiden Hutchinson? Oh, no. Top 10 draft pick. Wait, well, hold on. Wait, 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 wait a minute now. I, we got to compare apples to apples. When we talk about that. I wish we had the tape. But I saw the tape of the left tackle for Georgia blocking the Heisman Trophy guy, Aiden Hutchinson, the guy down the road. And then I saw Will Anderson from Alabama Jeez, last night. How about night. that speed last night, boy? Oh, my God. My Lord. Hey, my hey. Lord, that speed. That, you, you saw this, them. This is the thing. You know, you you, know the guys. Have that, you that ever is, seen the, defensive the scouts? They're going to see that tape. Have you ever seen defensive ends run down quarterbacks? We're going to see how hard he goes. You see them? Hey, and hey. I asked, didn't I say that about Aiden? Oh, how hard is he going to go? He better he better take that stance because if he don't take that stance that he, he wasn't going hard, he'll lose a lot of money, That man. closing speed last night, <laughs> right, when you're watching the holes. And those abilities on those two-point conversions, both for Alabama and for Georgia, to get caught on the outside by Them the defensive boys end. Of, like, soon as soon as soon as soon as Bryce got outside oh, the pocket, it was like defensive end caught him. I, I I don't know if I've ever ever the tapes of uh, you know Lawrence Taylor tapes don't lie. 
when he when he had that that little that nasal thing in his in his jock strap playing and we went out here like a bunch of crazed dogs. You remember that guy? Since that day, I haven't seen anybody have the closing speed of a linebacker on a quarterback like we saw last night with Georgia against Alabama. It was unbelievable. Guess what? what, what let me just slow it down for a minute. How many first rounders were playing last night? Oh Jesus! You mean ultimately? Yeah. When they me. all go out? Yeah. I mean, we probably saw. Li- Honestly, no bull jive. 22, dra- 22 first rounders. Nah, I'd say 12 to 15. When it's all said, man, listen, when it's all said and done, I'm offensive line, I'm sure what defensive bull, I'm line, sure what bull running back. Bull jive means, but all right, go ahead. Three, this three years now. And we had a couple freshmen playing that shouldn't have been in the game that will ultimately be first. You, watch what I tell you. Wow. Well, watch I t- what I tell you. Listen, we've been watching college football a long time. Last, last night, there was a lot of speed. A lot of speed. Lot, the velocity. The way the holes closed. Quite impressive. Let's get back to basketball, though. <laughs> right, let's get back to the basketball throw. So... We take on, uh, you know, tomorrow we got to decrease the turnovers. We got to hold uh, Jamison Battle, who's obviously leading the team with 18.2 points per game. But we're going we, to the other game, we man. Need to, well, hold on. We need to replicate what we did in the first game. We're, we won the boards 44 to 29. We need the similar type production on the boards. And then the is on. Is on. Mask. Mask. Wearing your mask. You need to step up tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's a big game. Minnesota always plays us tough. So we, we fully expect a hostile environment tomorrow night in the Breslin. You going to that game? Am I? Am I going huh? to that game? Are you going? What's, t- what's tomorrow? Wednesday? Wednesday. I, you know, I wish I could. I would give anything to be there. You can go. I would love to be there. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm gonna, listen. Do you want to go? I would love to be there. You know, we got an early flight out Thursday morning. Uh, I would love to be there. It's going to be a great game. Absolutely. Jet setting son of a gun. I don't know. I'm working. I'm absolutely working. <laughs> Jet setting son of a gun. So but talk about this game that was postponed. Which man. one? Like, like the Michigan-Michigan State game. Not that game with Paul Bunyan I'm pointing to right there. But the game that was postponed – in basketball, yeah. I'm not due, gonna... due to some unfortunate news. I got pummeled for that. My feelings were hurt on Twitter, and I expect some apologies. But before we get into that tweet, let me talk about the timeline of this. Uh, Michigan, you know, and, and Brendan Quinn did a good job of reporting this on The Athletic. He was about 92% right. <laughs> there was a, there was a, there was a, there was a, you know, they, 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 they shoot around right. at about the University of Michigan had a shoot around at about three thirty, and then uh, there were some reports that they were not done till about six p.m. MSU arrived at five thirty, got done around seven thirty, shooting around. Um, coach wasn't informed till about ten forty-five at night that uh, they did not have enough scholarship players to play. Uh, in the Coach game. who? Coach Izzo in the next, uh, the next day. Okay, so well, uh, 
Wait a minute. It's a little murky if Redshirt. Coach wasn't informed. Like, like there was another coach. Yeah, jo, you know, Joan jo, Howard. Joan Howard, Howard, Joan Howard the Duck. Joan Howard the duck, was that was the coach that should have known that coming out of practice. So I think that's that's the issue, right? I mean, he was uh, he informed coach at about ten forty five at night after our shoot around that they did not have enough players. Big Ten weight end game was postponed, and the question isn't about. I mean, there was a tweet out there. We'll get into later, but. The question isn't about, you know, were they ducking? Were they doing this? No, no, no. The question was what about, is ducking? about communication, right? Mm. Why would the Uni- Michigan State University have to go to Ann Arbor and be told at 1045 at night that the game cannot be played the next day? Uh, that game, if you're going to test for COVID, you know, some some could say that the, co- that the testing could have been – been done a lot earlier and uh we would have known that before showing there so i think really when you when you when this boils down it was more about communication than anything and uh is that I, what we're rating it's it's all about communication huh it is about communication oh, really, okay so the supply chain or whatever the hell it, it it just didn't get through the the wire uh, the phone, the telephone. Listen, game. it boils down to communication. There are protocols, there are rules, there are Big Ten verifying everything. Whoever so that's th- where your tweet came from. Whoever thinks U of M ducked this game, it's, as much as we all Spartans want to joke and laugh and tweet about it, that's not the case. Okay. Uh, that's not the case. Okay. The, the question is: Is why were we informed at ten forty-five at night? We could have we've we've could have tested earlier in the day, and. We could have been told, don't waste your time coming down there. That they warmed up. Uh, we warmed up. We took our team down there. And if we could have been informed a little bit earlier, that would have really been grateful. So it was more of a communication. I think Justin Spiro hit it when he talked about it. It was a communication issue. It wasn't a ducking issue. And that's really, I think, a lot of the gripe of the Spartans. Now Twitter and social media and everybody went crazy and, you know, called I don't Joanne. think one soul on this planet believes that you were inferring something about some communication when you said what you said on Twitter. I think I think. I think I miss someone. No, I am bring mis- up the tweet. I am, mis- I am misunderstood. It says, Brian Masalem, they have the worst luck over there down the road at the most inopportune times when Bad it comes grammar, to grammar. Inopportune is one word. <laughs> Go ahead. Inopportune times when it comes to playing high profile opponents, a safe and speedy recovery to all. Which what were you inferring there? Genuine concern. No, hold on, no, no. no. Genuine concern, and then I got accosted on Twitter. When you said most and this and that, look at this. What an ass dipshit. You're stupid. Kids are sick. Most schools don't ignore like you ignore abusive athletes. I guess Fortin trustees bitch don't care. boy. Ooh. That was offensive. Man, attractors. You're an You're embarrassment. embarrassment. Pretty pathetic. It's about the dumbest post I've ever read. There are a lot of dumb tweets out there. And you are the dumbest, is what he was inferring, since we're talking about inference. What say you, Brian, about that? 
I guess you can't show genuine concern for your rival. I mean, I guess you cannot make a comment without without a without a bunch of. Man, quite frankly, I, I'm my my feelings are hurt. Just say what it is. My feelings are hurt. I insecurity doesn't win the day. You don't win wars on Twitter. All right. I mean, I made a simple comment, and everything that I said was factual. There's nothing that I said was not factual. And I was accosted. The point has nothing to do with communication. The point was there's a lot of people that were mad because there was no way Michigan had a chance. The University of Michigan, the guys down the road, had a chance of beating Michigan State on that day. That was the fact of the matter, Brian, and you knew that. Everyone knew that, including Jawan Howard, the duck. Well, you know, the irony in all this is that I, I got texts all weeks from the message boards saying Michigan was going to cancel because of COVID. Michigan was going to cancel because of COVID. And, you know, the, are these Spartan conspiracy theorists or were they legitimate, you know, sources talking? Who knows? I mean, who knows? They, they played Rutgers and they played them. They were shorthanded. Let's just be honest. But everybody all over the place kept calling and texting and saying that they're going to cancel. They're going to cancel. They're going to cancel the Michigan game, Michigan State game, cancel the Purdue game. And look, COVID's real. It's not a joke. All right. We, the safety of our young men, whatever school you're at, is very, very important. No matter what. We can go back and forth and we can joke and we can sit there and, you know, call everybody all kinds of, you know, joking names. And, and, and that's fun. The Twitter stuff is fun. Um, but, you know, the message boards all week, that's all they were talking about. And, you know, part of that is the Man, fun you're part. Man, so, you're convincing. You are very convincing. I mean, I just think COVID's not a joke. It, it is not. <clears throat> no, it's not a but joke. But I believe you. And I, and, I, and I don't believe you. Listen, here's my point. You don't tell a guy hanging eight banners, eight banners, you know, a dozen Big Ten championships who drove his team down there. You don't tell him at 1045 at night, we can't play you. You just don't do that. You, if you're going to play Michigan State University and you're going to play them in basketball, you should know a lot earlier than 1045 at night. That's the bottom line. Whoever's positive or not, the communication failed. And that's the bottom line. I mean, there, there isn't really, there's no other explanation for that. It is absolutely within their right to make sure that or not care about Michigan State's blue balls. The, you, you just don't drag a team down there and you have them warm up. We, we got there at 530. We're done warming up by 730. They warmed up. They were done by, you know, by some accounts, 3.30, some account 6 o'clock. You should know by then if, if you cannot play that game. You should actually, quite frankly, know that earlier. And if you can't play the game, um, I think it's important that, that that message is relayed so we're not wasting our time, other universities are not wasting their time. And, and I mean, those are fair comments. Those are not 
an indictment on the program, the other university, not taking swipes at the other university. Really, that's a, that's a you know, time is a commodity. It's about uh, saving everybody's time. And so that answer should have been delivered a lot earlier than 10.45 p.m. Would you agree or disagree? So if they would have delivered the message earlier, you would be happy I, that they didn't play the game i don't i think if that message was delivered before we got down there and drove down there i think yes i, I don't i think that's that that would give more credence to it or credence might not so be the then right why, word. when you say this let's go back to the tweet they have the worst luck over there down the road at the most inopportune times bad when grammar it comes to playing bad grammar high profile what do, what do you mean the most inopportune times when it comes to playing high-profile opponents? Brian, what say you? That had nothing to do with communication. You were inferring about more than one occasion. Right or wrong? I, I mean, they listen, they were playing Ohio State in football. Oh, that's super bad luck. Bad luck? Couldn't play the game. Western Michigan and hockey... Top 10 program, couldn't play the game. Michigan State, basketball number nine in the country, couldn't play the game. This Tuesday, Purdue's ranked third in the country, can't play the game. I would call that bad luck. <laughs> Why are you laughing? COVID's a serious matter. Why are you Listen, laughing? Listen, man. Your... I've been lambasted and accosted. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing at my family's pain? <laughs> your that's not your family. Family. Oh, fam, that's Brian Kelly. Family. Family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that 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 South Bend. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's, that, that's that nine point five million south of the Mason Dixie line <laughs> accent. Family. That's different. But why? Why are you? I don't. I mean, what? What are you? You're saying they have the worst I'm luck. I'm speaking that is facts. Great. If you, if that's your family, it's great luck, right? That's what I'm saying. You can't have it both ways, man. If it's your family, you want them to win. There are no contests or whatever it is. But what what we're experiencing, what you're saying here, is that Michigan has been able to duck losses else. Whoa. They've been finding a way to get rid of them whoa. elves, them hot ones. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Because whoa. of what you say. That's what you That's why you're getting the asshole, stupid, you this left. and that, dipshit. That's what that's about, man. This ain't, this ain't Chris Weber. I got two left. <laughs> don't, don't, don't start that. Don't, 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 you know, because I, didn't start nothing. I got enough trouble. I didn't start nothing. I, you, I was, you wrote that. These are your words. What am I? What am I saying? That's not factual. No, man. Listen. What am I saying? That's not factual. I don't. What, they got the worst luck. Now you're and attacking the most me. Inopportune. You're attacking I me. I just now. want you to stand behind your words. You're attacking. I just want you to. Stand. I stand behind. I just my want words. you to stand behind your words. I st- too tight. You're attacking me. You tweeted your tweet, microaggressions. Tweet tweet. Your microaggressions. You Stand there. I'm uncomfortable right now. Stand in the fire. I am uncomfortable right now. Stand in the fire. Why are you attacking me? I am attacking nobody. My tweet, what about my tweet was not factual? I mean, listen, who, these, everybody else attacked you. Dude number, Eagles, real off crush, Rafael Casanova, Dirk McGirt, 
Hugo Weaving, Erica, M. Go Blue. Those are the people who attacked you, not me. Fortson bitch boy hurts my feelings. Yes, yeah. Why did he say that, Brian? Why? I I have no idea. Uh, I tweeted something that was factual. Um. I have no idea. And he wonders why. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. He wonders why. Like, uh, he, he really I doesn't off, understand. Oh, wait, he doesn't wait, wait, understand. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I rattled off Ohio State. I rattled off Western Michigan in hockey. Ohio. Uh, Most inopportune time. Michigan State in basketball. Purdue in basketball. Who's got worse luck than they do? <laughs> Tell me. That seems like great luck. Who's if, got, if, if I'm a Wolverine, you know, that's good luck, man. You know what? You're supposed to be my co-host. <laughs> not my. That's good luck. Not my adversary. We don't have to take them hot. I'm else. leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> that's, you're, you're my, that's what you're saying. You're my they adversary take, right now. They don't have to take the hot L's. They can ride off into the sunset with a no contest or the, you know. You know the inference. One thing about texting and, and tweeting. Is you can't detect sarcasm, you can't detect truth, inference, this, that, and you know what? And in, and in, and in you're color, just you as guilty. You can't see it. You can't even see it right here. I mean, your tweet, your tweet has more inference, uh, tone, uh, action in it than what you're trying to pull on us right now. I'm being attacked by my own colleague. I mean, this is crazy. This is attack. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I don't know what. what, what I'm not luck. comfortable right now. I think they were the best. They, they've had the worst luck ever. I don't. Nobody, nobody believes. I don't that. talk that way either. Nobody believes that. I don't. You're attacking me. Nobody believes that. You know what? I mean, you gonna sit up there and tell me? I'm not. I'm not. You gonna this. sit there with that I'm spot not. on your chest right there? You want me to leave? You gonna sit there with that spot on your chest and gonna tell everybody? I, I, no, hey, I don't believe that. It, this is crazy. Ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. It's crazy. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna. Nobody come, got I'm wheels on back. it today. You got wheels. I, you better be careful. For the sake of the 13 viewers, I'm coming back. <laughs> the 1300. I'm, I'm, I'm climbing. <laughs> I'm climbing. climbing. But it really, listen. In all seriousness, the. The Michigan game was miscommunication. Probably should have been communicated better. We're going to get him back on the, the the schedule, hopefully. And I can't wait till January 29th. To when? 28th or 29th? 9th. Yeah. 129. Yeah. Yep. It's all coming. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new hashtag. It's all, it's coming. all coming. Yep. <laughs> That's it. It's all coming. You know, let's switch gears here to a, a different topic that it's kind of irritating, quite frankly. Can I throw that up, Alex? You know, I don't know if you have the actual... Uh, yeah, you know, he was, he was on an AMA, AMA panel... Desmond was, and uh, he was asked by, I believe, I don't know if it was a a Reddit reporter or or some reporter talked about, um, you know, former coach Bo Schembechler recently tied to uh, Dr. Robert Anderson uh, for sexually abusing over 2,100 
patience during his 40-year career. Um, and how come he hasn't been more vocal about using his platform, um, handling sexual abuse, including holding persons accountable for their actions and demanding justice for victims? Um, you know, and this was a, a fair question, right? And the way Desmond answered that, considering everything, you know, that I saw, witnessed, been part of, was, um, it was, it was very shocking to me, quite frankly. Um, Desmond, Desmond's response was, mind you, it's on an ESPN platform. Um, I use my platform for issues that I believe in with great certainty. I happen to be on the side of the fence that believes Coach Schembechler's biological son, who said that he did not enable Dr. Anderson. I appreciate your question. You can believe what you, cho what you choose to believe, and I'll, I'll believe what I previously expressed. First, let me say this. Um, when the Dr. Anderson abuse came to light, uh, I was the first trustee to call other trustees at uh, the University of Michigan. We, we go back and forth and joke about, um, you know, rivalry, games, stuff like that. But this is serious, a very, very serious matter. And uh, something when it comes to, you know, as it relates to trustees, I take very seriously. I'm sorry, uh, survivors, I take very seriously. Uh, so I, I called several of the regents over there and said, hey, don't make the same mistakes we made. Reach out to these survivors, talk to them, and, and um, listen to them, humanize them, and put together a plan of reform, and, and don't make the same mistakes that we made as a university, uh, because this is something that, you know, that became very near and dear to my heart. And when I read Desmond's response, I was stunned. I was absolutely shocked. Um, tone deaf, clueless, disgusted, you know, were, were some of the responses, some of the thoughts that came to my head because I lived it, seen it, and Look, MSU deserves absolutely. We handled the whole thing poorly, completely wrong. And I was very clear about that, about my position with survivors, that we believe every, every survivor. And, and I could never understand what they've been through. But after getting to know many of them and spending many hours and months with them, their mind frame and thought process, um, I was shocked that Desmond didn't say, didn't express uh, any words of empathy, um, that didn't, you know, just at least address John Vaughn, his former teammate, I believe, address the 2,100 survivors of sexual abuse. And look, this is not an indictment on the University of Michigan. We're not here to, this, this is not a joke. It's not something to uh, attack our, 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 um, Rival. Our rival. This is serious, mm -hmm. serious stuff. Right. This is really ESPN's response. When you look at the way they responded to MSU situation, and then you look at this is one of their employees and their response, and allowing him to respond that way or not reprimanding him for that. Well, lack I, thereof. Lack thereof. I was shocked. I was absolutely stunned. And I think... You know, I think um, 
you know, there are, you know, Spartans talk about this blue wall. And there should never be a blue wall, a green wall, any kind of wall when it comes to survivors. Survivors need to be believed, quite frankly. And when 2,100 come forward and you have John Vaughn, who was a great running back, sitting outside the president's house for how many days? Um, Desmond's response to me was very tone deaf. It was uh, insensitive and uh, quite frankly disgusting, to be honest with you. But my beef really isn't with him as much as it is with, with ESPN, is that you guys allowed this. You guys allowed this, um, giving the sensitivity, uh, the nature of, 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 of the sensitivity to this and the nature of how sensitive this can be, that you guys allowed this. And I was absolutely stunned at his response and lack thereof from ESPN. I don't know, Jason. I don't know how you feel about that. And I mean, oh. I mean, I just I feel like the the survivors. And I'm not. This is not about the university, not at all. But I, I feel like because Anderson's dead, because the survivors are male. I hate to say this. I feel like there's a there's not as much attention put to this. But really, my my anger is towards ESPN. Is is more that you're not bringing as much light to this as you should on behalf of the survivors um, as you did when they came to MSU. And you have one of your employees out there saying these type of things, and there's absolutely no repercussions. And I'm sorry. I lived through it. I know many of these survivors. I, I went and I've met with them, and, I, and I, the respect and their courage and, and understanding and trying to understand what they've been through and where they where they where they've come from for Desmond to say this and for the ESPN to not do anything or say anything in 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 comparing their response to what happened to MSU forget about MSU or U of M that's not the point the point is is that if you care about survivors the ESPN all right if you care about survivors as as much as you claimed you did when, when, when MSU was on, uh, and we deserved a lot of that. Don't get me wrong. MSU handled the whole situation poorly. Um, MSU was tone deaf. The board was. There were a lot of things that MSU did wrong. Quite frankly, going forward, a lot of things that the University of Michigan did right that we didn't do. But for ESPN to ignore this and to ignore Desmond's response is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Because I lived it, I've seen it, I saw what happened, I was inside those boardrooms, I saw what was printed, what was written, and now you have an employee of yours who's basically calling, who's, who's looking, who's discrediting survivors, and is it because they're male? Is it because Anderson's dead? And it's, it's, it's an indictment on ESPN, not U of M. There's a lot of good people, a lot of good people at U of M who, have, who, who are trying to do the right thing. Um, I'm shocked at the response. Absolutely stunned by the response. I don't know, Jason, I don't know how you feel about this at all. Well, I mean, obviously, it's a deplorable act. I, I mean, I get it. I understand it. it it's, it's, it's a travesty that a, a company or institution as large as ESPN would 
not weigh in or not have anything to say about something as heinous as the crimes that were committed by or what was alleged to be committed by uh, Dr. Anderson uh, comparative to what we saw in the, uh, the the situation that happened at, at Michigan State, which you were you were very close. It, it to wasn't that. alleged. We, it happened. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a big deal, you know. And if, if they, you have and many former players came out and said that Bo yeah. knew, but that that that's a whole other discussion, yeah. right? I mean, John Desmond, John Vaughn, I believe, was your teammate, and like, come on, man, this is real stuff. This isn't football. This isn't about protecting a statue or a legacy. There were, there, were, there were people hurt that were courageous enough to come forward. Come on, Desmond. I would expect you to be better than that, than a total company line. I, didn't tow the to- I did not tow the company line. And I took a lot of heat for that. But, but, Still are. And that's fine. That's fine. Because the truth is the truth. But for you to come out and say that, when you have former teammates um, coming out and saying some of the things that they said, when you have former um, his his adopted son saying that, I'm shocked that ESPN would allow that. But are we shocked? I mean, it just speaks to what ESPN is, man. I ain't listen, no, I'm not. Not as much as I, there. There's also there's always that human aspect that says, you know, why would they? But we know why. Come on now. Look, one thing. Aiden Hutchinson went to the, the Heisman. Kenneth Walker didn't, and that's that's the microcosm of something like this, which one, is real life. One, one that's thing a that football I lo- field. This is real life. Real what life. you're talking about right one now. One thing that I learned is survivors don't lie. It it musters up a ton of courage to come out and and talk about what happened to them, and you know, be, imagine being a male football player, and not to discredit any females because they're in my mind a hundred times more courageous but but to come out and talk about you know a quote-unquote legend and saying that he knew like that there's got to be you know there there's got to be some there's got to be some humanality to that and desmond's comments of 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 you know towing the company line and and really quite frankly espn uh allowing that and not reprimanding him for being tone deaf. I mean, Desmond, you could have at least have said, "Hey, um, to the survivors, we empathize. We, you know, we're we feel for everything that you've been through. We we want you to heal. I mean, you some of something, but I mean, his response was so cold, terse, tone deaf. Just, if the world, if the roles were reversed, what would it have been like?" I'm not, you know, we, we all saw the tsunami that happened in East Lansing, and you know, many. It's a NASA scandal. We're, yeah, yeah. M- so we don't, we don't have listen, to think about it. Much of that saw was it. deserved. I mean, much of that was deserved. But you know, if if the roles were, were if the roles were reversed, um, you you and I both know what would have happened. I mean, we would have. But this, this falls on ESPN. If you if you're gonna. Soft subject matter, man. Really, Listen, really tough. Su- survivors deserve they deserve this subject brought to light. I don't care at what university, and I don't care what gender they are. I don't care what sport they played. I don't care if, if the doctor is alive or not. Um, and and ESPN has not done the survivors 
the, the, of, of Robert Anderson any justice, quite frankly. They have not. Because forget the publicity, lack thereof, that Michigan has. This is about the survivors. And the ESPN has not done the survivors uh, of, of Robert Anderson justice. It's that simple. That simple. Wow. Wow. With heavy hearts, we move on. We do move on. We move on to uh, some good news, better news this week with uh, Reese, Reed Horst. A couple people staying in East Lansing. Roll the tape. How happy can we be? Number one is back. The playmaker. Look take, at him roll. Take the top off the defense. You know, Jaden Reed. Return kicks. Jaden Reed, Jared Horst. And uh, but the chemistry. I mean, you want to just go through all of them before we even get through them all. Like, the, typical. Let's talk about this. Jaden Reed. No, let's the talk chemistry. about me. Let's yeah, talk about you too. That's typical. Let's go. Let's go through Jaden Reed, who has phenomenal chemistry with one Peyton Thorne. There we go. I know you had it in you. We might see another combo down the future, though. But go ahead. <laughs> Jaden Reed is coming back for a senior season one more time. Let's run it back in East Lansing. Big news for the Spartans, and what do you think this bodes? for Michigan State in the 2022 football season? You know, I think it's important because uh, he's able to take the top off the defense. I think he's able uh, – he's, he's obviously very explosive. And when you're explosive on the outside, uh, you can uh, – you got a quarterback that can throw the ball over the top. And that, that is a big get. That's a big, big keep. You know, when we talk about recruiting all the time, we – we forgot to mention that we're also recruiting our current players to stay. And uh, this really speaks more to the culture that Mel, Mel Tucker's building than anything, that he wants to stay and play one more year for Coach Tuck. So this is more of a compliment to Coach Tuck and the program that he's building than anything else. Moving on, we got Big X. The X-Man's coming back. We do Xavier need- Henderson. Tremendous leader. Tremendous leader back there. Able to stabilize the defense. Somebody that we sorely need back there. And, uh, you know. Nice pick. His presser after the U of M game was one for the ages, wasn't it? What'd you say now, huh? Yeah, no. What are they talking about now, huh? X coming back is a huge. Uh. You know, again, I go back to recruiting. You're not only recruiting future stars. You're recruiting current players to stay on your team. And, you know, X staying, I, I believe, is, is another, um, another uh, example of the culture that uh, Coach Tucker is building. So I know Coach and his staff are excited to keep X here. Extremely excited. Great Spartan leader. Nation is super happy. Great leader. To keep those young men. Can and come then also, play big fella, run. big fella, number 79. Horst. The it's horse my, on the left side. It's my kid. On that offensive line. My boy. I'm going to call you, son. I'm taking you under my wing. I tweeted at you. <laughs> okay, you and I got to have a talk. That's, that's my boy right here. Yeah, big boy. Love them offensive linemen. Love them nasty linemen that play through the echo, the whistle, and that play tough. <laughs> nasty. And if you're going to, you know, you're going to play, you're going to play like the way you play. 
Can't teach that. Love that. Nasty streak. I think that's a smart move for him to come back one more season, you know, improve his draft stock. He's got the size, he's got the ability, got the nastiness, limit those penalties. Just don't limit the nasty. No, no, no. But if every once in a while we need a penalty. Take that kind. That's an aggressive penalty. We'll take that. We'll take for that. For sure. We, out of all of them, I'm telling you that I am super excited that the horse is coming back because, you know, when you watch the tape on him and you watch the way he's able to, the way he he plays after the whistle, the way he just plays through the whistle, I guess I just said it, the echo of the whistle. Um <laughs> As a former offensive lineman, that gets you excited. You like to see that, don't you? We'd love to see it. Let's talk about the new recruits, too, now. We got a flip. Mel was able to flip one. Shocker. Oh, boy. I got a feeling Mel's going to be able to flip a few more than just one over the years. Huh? Jeremy Bernard already enrolled at the university. Signed, sealed, delivered. Makes MSU the number 17th ranked class in the country. Man, bumped up four spots after losing Armani. Winfield? Uh, yeah, whatever his name was. Yeah. They got Jeremy him with Bernard. The Baylor. We got this one. Played a couple years, I believe, in high school. A little faster. Caden Hauser. More of a playmaker. Yeah. This is yeah. the one we wanted. It's the one we wanted. Caden Hauser's the guy. That I, you know, Caden was very influential in, in bringing him over here. So, uh, Kudos oh, yeah. to Kayton, so. Kayton, Saeed. Oh, yeah, Mel. Saeed, Khalif, yep. No, oh. absolutely. No question about it. They made it happen. They sure did. I got a playmate you know, he was able to get out of his national letter of intent with Washington, right? He was able to break that in order to sign with Michigan State. There was no question. He, he, had, he was focused on playing with Kayton Hauser, the big-time quarterback out of St. John Bosco, over in the O.C. Orange County. Florida, California, man. I, I got a feeling we're going to see. Uh, national recruits, man. We're going to see a very similar path between him and Kane Hauser as we have um, Reed and uh, Thorne over the years. I like that. You know, I do. Peyton and Reed, they've been playing since they was yay high, though. They was youngins, youngin, youngin, youngin. These guys, I mean, I think they met in some camps. We'll find out the, the, the backstory. Love. But definitely very close, and uh, we love to see that. Love that expression. Take the top off the defense. <laughs> and he could definitely Between do Jeremy and Antonio Gates from my high school. The Fort, tractors of. Forts in high school. <laughs> we're going to be taking a lot of tops off the defenses. So we're excited. We're pumped up. Um, looking forward to it. We are looking forward to it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. I am can I take back can I take back over? Go ahead. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I am your co-host Brian Mosalam along with my co-host Jason Strayhorn. Good night and go green. God bless. Surge through the middle of that Michigan State first and goal.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 